Welcome back to the Sudish Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Mughalus Khan made his last-ditched effort attempt in a charge against the forces of Guru Hargobin. He had two other senior generals with him, but everyone else, all the other generals, the commanders were eliminated from the battlefield. In that charge, both sides clashed. The Mughal Sultan Beg had an encounter with Bidhi Chand. Sultan Beg thrusted a spear, which wounded Bidhi Chand's arm, but he was still able to shoot off an arrow right into the neck of Sultan Beg. Both sides saw this encounter. The Turks, the Mughals, felt deflated from that, and the Sikhs were overjoyed. And that's how the last chapter ended. This chapter now be- begins describing how, when such a vicious battle occurred, Dadar Ali also approached and called out to Bandar Khan. So Dadar Ali is one of Mughal Khan's main commanders. So we remember from last episode, Mughal Khan charged in. He had Sultan Beg to his right with his battalion. He had Dadar Ali on the other side. In the same way, Guru Hargobind had Bidishan to his right and his battalion, his missile. And to Guru's left, he had Bandar Khan. So now Dadar Ali came towards Bandar Khan and faced off approaching Bandar Khan like he was orchestrating his own death. Both generals Bandar Khan and Dadar Ali were shooting off arrows while riding at full speed on their horses, moving side to side, shooting off their arrows. They were injuring many warriors. The warriors on both sides had shields and they were swinging their swords. It appears as if lightning was flashing through clouds. Warriors were striking down, wounding, killing others. The warriors were falling. The resolute warriors were facing all of this head on all the cowards would run away. The wounds were filled with blood, the blood was flowing, it was squirting out, both armies seemed so large, and the heavenly damsels were in the clouds looking down, flying over top, looking at who were the resolute, determined warriors who were dying face on in the battlefield so that they may marry them. They were so happy looking down at these tenacious warriors who they would then marry. Sayyid Dadar Ali would put away his bow at that point and he desired to strike down at Bandicon because he saw that Bandicon was covered in chainmail, no arrows were penetrating, piercing. He was just covered in metal across his body. So he tried many strikes, he went side to side, he pushed forward but nothing worked. At that point Bandicon also stopped shooting arrows, understanding that nothing was working here, nothing was penetrating the armor. But he thought for a second and then he shot out an arrow that went so fast and with such force into Dadar Ali's horse that the horse just fell straight down. Immediately, Dadar Ali got off the horse, he whipped out his sword and shield, and he called out at Bandar Khan, yelling at him, saying, You've killed my horse, but what show of strength is this? I am your end. I am the one who will kill you. Look carefully at me. Now dismount and show me your two hands. Let me see your strength. Only then I'll recognize you as a powerful warrior. Bandar Khan he couldn't handle this challenge. He immediately dismounted from his horse and he got ready. He got close and he said, Do you want to die? Have you not heard my name before? If you can even just bear one punch of mine, only then I'll use my sword. Sayyid Dadar Ali, he had such anger arise from this and he quickly said, If you even try that, I'll cut off your hand so quickly. Dadar Ali said that and then he swung his sword at Bernika, who placed his shield in front of the strike. He then pressed forward, and with his fist, he hit Dadar Ali right below the ear. Dadar Ali wasn't able to hand that, and he immediately was knocked out. He just was flatlined, like a massive tree being uprooted and falling down in a storm. 
Without even a weapon, Panic Khan knocked him out. And everybody from all sides of the battlefield saw this. Guru Hargobin saw this and he yelled out, Amazing! Amazing! While just cracking up, laughing so hard. The master, the nurture of the meek. Immediately, Panic Khan then jumped back on his horse. He rode up close to Guru Hargobin. Mughal Khan saw both of his generals, Nadar Ali and Sultan Bey, get killed in the battlefield. And while seeing that, both Panic Khan and Bidishan survived. He began thinking that, now I got no one else left here, so I might as well speed up and go face Guru Hargo and fate head on. With great enthusiasm and excitement then he sped up. He jumped with his horse in the battlefield and pressed forward. He got in front of Guru Hargobind and then said, many have been killed, nothing has been solved here. Now our vicious duel, our battle will occur and everybody will see this with great delight. Either you will kill me or I will kill you now. Either we'll be defeated or we'll obtain victory. Guru Hargobind heard this and then signaled to his warriors to stay back. He called out telling his Sikh warriors, go back, stand at the ready from afar now and watch the tactics, the skill of warfare in action. On the other side, the Toriks, the Mughals, they stopped as well. They walked back to watch this duel and both sides were just watching on. They had their battle lines set up. They were both watching what was going to happen in the middle. Mughalas Khan recognized his skill in swordsmanship, so he looked at Guru Hargobind and said, I desire the warfare of a sword. Let's duel with swords. Give up your bow, which you are so proficient and powerful in. I'm nowhere near your equal in that. I've seen you kill many with that bow. Guru Hargobind heard this and understood the tradition of righteous warfare. Taram Yodhkirit, it says here. And Guru Hargobind dismounted and put away his bow. He grabbed his Shamsher sword, which just looked like a tiger. It was so large and heavy, made out of Damascus wood steel. Whatever this blade hit, it cut right through. It cut through armor. What would a man or even a horse be in front of it? It was so beautiful as well. It had its handle that just dripped in gold. It glistened so beautifully. In his left hand, he was holding a very large shield. Mughalus Khan, meanwhile, pulled out his Kurban sword. And in his left hand, he also had a shield he readied himself. Both of them knew swordsmanship well, how to move with agility, giving up and taking space to avoid strikes. In understanding these practices, they positioned to kill each other. Mughalus Khan moved left, right, getting close to Guru Hargobind, who then yelled out to Mughalus Khan saying, Listen, Khan, whatever skill you possess, show it all now today. That skill which you had such faith on which led you to being so arrogant. Both armies are now watching this. Both sides have their hope of victory laying with us. So now take the first strike. The tenacious warriors on each side want to see how much strength you have. In hearing the comforting words of Guru Hargobind, Mughal Khan at that point looked straight on at the Guru. He couldn't find an opening for a strike. Guru Hargobind was positioning in such a manner that every time he thought of a strike, he realized that he was positioned wrong and Guru Hargobind would be able to block it as his shield was in front of him. So Mughalus Khan kept his wits and didn't strike, knowing that the strike would be blocked. Guru Hargobind kept watch of every angle. He was positioning and he held his tiger-like sword, Shamshir, in his hand. Mughalus Khan kept looking for an opening and frustrated, he just raised his sword up. He signaled in a way that he was going to suggest to strike at the Guru's head. But in changing it, at the last moment, he moved the strike low to cut at the Guru's feet. Guru Hargobind quickly jumped up. The strike went empty. 
Then Mughal's Khan, in swinging that sword back up, tried to come down straight on the Guru's head. Guru Hargobind lifted up his shield and closed the distance, hitting his shield against Mughal's Khan's arm, blocking the strike. Guru Hargobind then held up his arm for just a moment, like this, with his shield, while positioning his sword hand to the left side of his body, he cut across horizontally from left to right, just below Mughal's Khan's right arm. It was such a clean strike. Regardless of all the armor, the weapons, the clothing he had strapped to him, the strike went straight through, cutting across his ribs. Mughal's Khan was cut in half. The top half had a head and two arms, the bottom half had just a lower torso and two legs. He struck him and cut him so clean it was like a soap maker, cutting up pieces of soap. Mughal's Khan's eyes were just left wide open. He was even holding his sword in his hand. Guru Hargobind's army, and seeing Mughal's Khan drop in two pieces, shouted out, Victory forever to Guru Hargobind. The Torakasai, they looked on seeing Guru Hargobind's vicious sword and seeing Mughal's Khan in two pieces. They were all in shock. They immediately, though, rushed forward. They sped up their horses. They shot off their rifles. They then grabbed their swords. Guru Hargobind at that point said to his commander, Pandey Khan, Pandey Khan, take the great warrior Malakajati and Bidichand with you and press forward. The Guru is forever by your hand. They don't have any generals left. They are barely have any troops left. Take your sword and go make them two from one. So chop them into pieces. Whoever steps in front of you, finish them off and attack in such a vicious way that you send them running. The end of war is here. We'll send them off running. Bande Khan took the Guru's command. He then pulled out his sword and went at it. He went straight into the dense lines of the Turks like a vicious tiger jumping into a group of deer. Moving here and there, he cut them all down. Anyone hit wasn't saved. On the other side of the battle, Bidichan was running in with such anger, just wrecking people all along the way. The warrior, Malakajati, was so enraged, he killed off many with his sword as well. And like this, there were other great warriors of Guru Hargobind who pressed in. And with all of this, they sent the Mughals running. Many were cut down. Heads were rolling around in the battlefield. Some had their hands cut. Others their feet. Others were getting crushed to death just under horses. Some ran away with fear. These idiots had no commander and they all ran. Guru Hargan's army, army was running straight after them, cutting them down. They were running away so fast though, even a deer would be embarrassed. <laughs> they couldn't look back and they were just running, still getting cut down. Others stopped running and clasped their hands together, asking for mercy and surrendering, and these soldiers were not killed by the six. The ones that were running though, they dropped all their weapons and six ran after them for about two kilometers. They had sent everybody now running from the battlefield. The victory of the Guru had been established. The drums of celebration of victory were sounding off. Both the Guru and the six were so delighted and in ecstasy. Guru Hargobind had all his wounded warriors picked up and treated and were, they were taking them to the local village for treatment. All the warriors replenished with food and drinks, water, etc. And there were many Sikhs there helping out the warriors. This is how Guru Hargobind obtained victory in the battlefield and how he treated his warriors. The poets and Tolksing praises Guru Hargobind, the tiger-like warrior in the battlefield, which was filled with blood and meat, who, if anyone saw, they would be terrified and fearful in their heart. This is how Guru Hargobind obtains victory, concluding the Battle of Amritsar. In the next episode, we're going to hear how Guru Hargobind then treats, takes care of his wounded warriors. 
that's where we're going to pick up next time but as always I'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Charm Patreon page Oh, oh.